I know you came this morning with an anticipation that a man would be here. I encourage you to come with that same anticipation every time that the man is here. His name is Jesus. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. All right. Um, So I want to give you a quick update. Last week we received a a war chest offering for the family uh, out of Ukraine that were escaping to um, Slovakia and then into the Czech Republic. Uh, And it's just uh, just happy to let you know that they've traveled 750 miles and made their way to the Slovakian border, came across the Slovakian border and got into Czech Republic. They are now safe. Uh, The couple that uh, went from Texas that we've partnered with, uh, when the next time they come out, I'm gonna make sure and introduce them to you. They're, They're two of our heroes. They got on a plane on Tuesday and flew to Czechoslovakia, or to, to the Czech Republic, no longer Czechoslovakia, and, uh, and met this couple there and have been ministering to them all week and helping them find an apartment and get settled. But so much more than that has been going on with them, and, and it's just such a great story of uh, a couple and, and a group of people who didn't, do not allow their circumstances to dictate who they are and what they do. So they've gone in this, into this area and uh, they, they've already begun to work with Ukrainian refugees in the refugee camp. And they've made application with the Czech government to be able to get in there and minister to them. It's very difficult to do, but God is giving them favor to do this. Now, I gotta imagine this. This is a, a mom and four children left everything behind, left their husband behind, their home behind. They have no idea what's going to be left of their home if they ever get back. And they move into this apartment that they've never been to before. And their first, their first opportunity, their first desire is to go and minister to the Ukrainian refugees in the refugee camp. This is an amazing thing. And this couple that comes out of Texas is help, helping them do that. And uh, I just got a, a report yesterday uh, that the hotel that they're staying in is full of refugees. And they're beginning to gain some trust with them. Uh, and they hope to send us a, a, a video. We were hoping to get it today from Lena, the mom. She just wants to say thank you for all that we have done and then what others have done. Uh, and then they went to look at a large building with over 20 apartments and studio apartments. That may be an option in the months ahead if more families from the church and, and other refugees come to this area. The Czech government would probably pay for it. Come on. Come on. And he goes on to say, we have great favor with the owners of a warehouse. It's full of free goods for refugees. And he gave us permission and access to the keys. (laughs) Can you you believe this? (laughs) To take people there anytime we want to. Just great favor. One of the things we've been praying for this couple and for the family that God would just grant them great favor. We want to continue to be praying for them, praying for the dad who has stayed back to minister to the congregation that still remains, uh, a son, uh, you know, the brothers of the, of the kids, another child that they have is in the military in, uh, up in the capital city. As you know, what's going on there. So continue to pray for this family and others that are going through what must feel like absolute hell at times, absolute hell. And then uh, early this morning, or maybe it was late last night, got another text for, from him and said, just had five salvations. Come on. Come on. So these are your missions dollars at work. Come on. You're making an eternal difference in a world that you can't touch by going there, but you can touch by sending. So thank you so much for your faithfulness. It's just, just phenomenal what God's doing there. So I want to, and, and this is a little bit of what I want to just talk about this morning. Um, the time we live in is a time for God to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal to him. Don't you, don't you agree? This is the time for God to show up. When gas is nearly $7 a, a gallon, some, some places in California, $9 a gallon. Groceries are going up. Everything's going up. We need God to show up. Well, he's promised to do that, so it's okay. It's good to have... Uh, Somebody in here, Joel and Heidi. Joel and Heidi, why don't you stand up? They're just precious parts of the ministry here. We love them so much. They're down, they're down to see, uh, see Michael. 
<laughs> God will sometimes trick you, get you somewhere he wants you to go, right? You think it's one reason, it's for another. And I just, uh, I just believe God loves to show up in these times. You know, we've seen cycles of this, this kind of financial strain happening over the You live long enough, you go through a lot of cycles, right? And um, we've seen it so many times. And I think every time it's like, it's when you just begin to feel like, you know, we got this thing. <laughs> Finances are good. We're rolling along. Things are, we're working to the future, all that. And it's just like God says, well, let me just don't, let me just put a few things in the way here for a moment, just to show you whose economy you really live under. You know, who do you really live under? Is it the economy of the world or is it the kingdom economy of the kingdom of heaven? And one is more challenging than the other at times, but it has so much more reward, so much more goodness to it. And so we just, we just believe we live in an economy that is not tied to this earth's economy. And so, yes, there's also always adjustments and there's always times of wondering and all of that. But when we put our trust in him, Amen. Amen. yeah, how many of you had to fill up your gas tank this week? <laughs> New experience, yeah? Yeah. Well, let God fill up your inner tank and you'll be okay. So I want, I want to look at uh, Genesis chapter 25 for, for a minute, uh, and, and we're going to have some testimonies in here in a few minutes that I think is going to really bless you. But it, it's a little bit off of what we talked about last week in terms of inheritance, that we talked about the fact that the year of Jubilee, inheritances were restored, and that we live now in the era, the era, the time of Jubilee, in which Christ says, this is now fulfilled. And so we we declare that we can claim the inheritances that have been stolen, have been given away, have been lost. We can claim those back into our life. And of course, there's, there's spiritual inheritances too that we, we can take hold of. And as a body, we are in a place where we are saying everything that, what, what, that was that God put into the house is still ours, plus more, plus more. And so we're declaring all of that. Uh, in Genesis chapter 25, there's this this story about the birth of Isaac and Jacob, two, excuse me, Esau and Jacob, two brothers. They were born to Isaac and Rebekah, twin boys. Uh, and Esau was the firstborn and therefore was uh, the son that was in line for the inheritance, which, which included a birthright that included a double portion and he was head of the fam- would be head of the family. That was his birthright as the firstborn. They were twins, but they had two very, very different personalities, right? They were not identical twins. They were not that at all. They were very different. And, and most importantly, for what my focus, I want to I focus on for just a few minutes is that they differed in their value of their inheritance. They differed in how they valued their inheritance. So let me read, let me read this passage. Uh, verse 29 gives you a little bit of the story. Now, Jacob cooked a stew and Esau came in from the field and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, please feed me with the same red stew for I am weary. Therefore, his name was called Edom, which means red. But Jacob said, sell me your birthright as of this day. But Jacob, uh, and, and Esau said, <clears throat> look, I am about to die. Wives, does this sound familiar from your husband's coming in? Feed me, I'm about to die. Right? <laughs> Look, I'm about to die, so what is this birthright to me? What does this matter that I have a birthright? Feeding me right now, getting food into my belly is more important to me right now than having my birthright. Then Jacob said, swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank, arose, and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Big difference in how they valued the birthright. Jacob valued the birthright. Esau valued his comfort. Esau sold his birthright for little, and Jacob did everything he had to do to purchase it. Esau gave it away, and Jacob pursued it until he had it. Esau took it for granted, but Jacob saw it as valuable treasure. A big difference. So the, more, the question of the morning for us as part of just part of the kingdom and part of the mission is, am I a Jacob or am I an Esau? Am I a Jacob? Am I an Esau? 
And I propose that each one of you have a breakthrough in you waiting, waiting for you to embrace it. It's an inheritance. It's your future in God. It's waiting for you to value your inheritance enough to do something about it and take hold of it. Maybe you've grown familiar with it. Maybe other things have distracted you from it, but it's there. It's waiting for you to embrace it. And God will not force feed you your inheritance. Turn to somebody who said he said something important. I guess I'll, yeah. Our inheritance is not available to those who choose comfort over significance. Our comfort needs to be up for grabs. But it's, it's available to those who will take hold of it for themselves, their families, and their world of influence. And I propose that there remains an inheritance in this house that is historically and currently available to everyone who, like Jacob, will value it. What's available? Value it and take hold of it. I believe that when you step onto this property... You have a right to take what this property has won in the spirit. When you walk through these doors, you can pull on the anointing of this house for your needs, for what you have. It's it's an inheritance in the house that's for you. It's in the house. It's in the house. So what does this look like real quickly? This is a house of permission to dream and a house of dreams realized. I stood right down here, I don't know how many years ago, and I said to the people, listen, you can have your own dreams. It's not about jumping on my bus. It's about finding your dreams in your heart that God wants to partner with you. And we release that into this church. This is a church where you can have dreams, where you can take your harps off the willow that have gotten stuck there because of circumstances and you gave away your dreams. It's time to take them off the willow. And become like those who dreams, it says in Psalms 120 some, something. <laughs> like those who dream. This is a house where dreams come to pass. This is a house where you can, you can find your dream and go after it. When you come in through these doors, if you need a fresh dream, you can claim one. If you need permission, you have it. It's in the house. That's what I love about this Ukrainian family. All the circumstances said, just like the children of Israel, Psalms 137, we sat on the rivers of Babylon and we wept when we remembered Zion, which they had just lost. And they hung their harps on the wheel and said, we will not sing the song of the Lord in a foreign land. This family said the opposite. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, we're weeping over what we lost, but we're going to take this land the land that they're in. And we can do that. We can do that. This is a house of miracles. We have, we have so many testimonies in this house of miraculous things happening. Financial miracles. Listen, I, there's going to be a day, and it's coming like today, when we're going to need some financial miracles. Some financial strategies that God will give us to make it through this time, not just to survive, but to thrive. And to look back at that time and say, did you remember what God did in that season when gas was $9 a gallon? And we more than survived. We we thrived. We had enough and more than enough to give to others. This is a year of Jubilee. (laughs) I mean, you're, you're sitting in a miracle building. You stood on miracle carpet. There's miracles in the house. It's in the house. If you need a miracle, when you walk through these doors, come with an expectation. This morning you expected a man. Let me tell you, there's more than just a man in this house. And we know that every testimony prophesies that the same miracle is available to you, right? The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. It just declares again, if they can have it, you can have it. If this church can have it, you can have it. If it's in the house, you can have it. It's available to you, but you have to take hold of it. It's your given, it's your Christ-given birthright. (laughs) This is a house of personal freedom. Those who have struggled and been caught and entangled in all so many things. You don't, you don't have to live there anymore. You come into this house. You come into a place of freedom where there is freedom, where the shackles fall off, the chains go away. Right? And you step, into, you step outside of this place, a new man, a new woman in Christ Jesus. 
That's what's available in this house. It's a house of redemption of past failures. I love this. I love this. I love it for myself. I can look at the places where we fail and I can look at those things but they don't have to define me. They don't have to define my future. They don't have to define my destiny because this is a house where people's lives have been totally turned around and their history no longer dictates their destiny. It's in the house. It's a place where an anointing to expand your borders and increase your territory. We claim the nations. (laughs) Come on, we claim the nations. (laughs) <laughs> Come on. Every tribe, every tongue, every nation, we claim it. And we've seen God mini- use this congregation so many times to minister all over the world. So you too can expand your territories. You're not limited to the box you're in. I love what, what Drake said this morning. Turn your box over to Jesus. Yeah, whatever that box is, right? Expand our borders. It's a house of mothers and fathers. Need a mother and father in the Lord, they're in the house. They're in the house. Well, yeah, but so, so many of them have moved away. Yeah, they have, which makes room for you to become a mother and a father. <laughs> Come on. Come on. It's a house of hope. Say, well, it's too late. No, it's never too late. I love Job chapter 14. Job talks about the tree that's cut off says, though, it, though the tree be cut off, it can sprout, it can sprout again. It says, even if the, if the roots become, uh, the roots are disintegrated and the stump has been leveled at the scent of water, it will bloom again. Listen, if there's hope for a tree, there's hope for me. If there's hope for a tree, there's hope for you. This is a house of hope. I don't know, maybe, maybe. It's also a house of presence, right? He's here. Oh, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I just knew you were going to be here this morning. Get the message that Michael's not going to be here. Well, I'm going to miss him. I love Michael. But Jesus is here, and the Holy Spirit is here, and the Father is here. He's ministering to us this morning. And I just want to simply say, I want to give you three things real quick that you got to do if you're going to do this. And then I want testimony. So, Drake, be ready for your testimonies. Have them get ready. Come on up, Come on up here, buddy. These are some of the youth that came out of the group this morning. But I want you, I want you, here's what you got to do. If you, want to, if you want to embrace the inheritance that's in the house, you have to believe it, first of all. You have to believe that it's for you. You will never possess what you don't believe is available. You never will. All things are possible to what? To him who... Believe. Secondly, declare it's yours. Declare it yours. You create worlds with your words. Begin to declare what is yours. Declare it. Write it out. Speak it out. Pray it out. Joseph Garlington says there's something inside of you waiting for you to speak to it. Just waiting for you to speak to it. There's, some, there's power in your words. And don't condemn yourselves by using words that are not hopeful words, that are not words of the future or of your failures. But speak words of hope, speak words of joy, speak words of what's coming in the, in the, in the Lord. Take hold of your inheritance by declaring it as yours. I'm going to tell you a real quick story. This, this building wasn't here. And it was just an empty field. And I was walking across, I, I just had a, uh, a word, prophetic word, one of the first prophetic words I've ever heard said, the woman said, wherever you want to go, God has already said yes. All you have to do is ask. I was coming across, I was coming across here, walking across over to the other end down here, but I walked across this field because I was praying for this field, for what needed to be here. And as I was going along, the, the word um, Malaysia came to mind. It's in Malaysia. It's interesting. That would be an interesting place to go. That's all all it was. I get to the other end. Steve Box is down there. He says, Dave, I just got a call from Malaysia. (laughs) And they heard about what's going on in the church, and they want to know more about what's going on. I said, well, Dan and I and Deborah and I are going to be flying through Singapore, which is right at the bottom of Malaysia. 
And we'll be in the airport for seven. We had a seven-hour layover. And I said, if they want to meet us in the airport, we'll meet with them. So these leaders come to the airport. We had a seven-hour meeting with these Malaysian leaders, prayed over them, just encouraged them, strengthened them. We got emails back months later saying it has absolutely revolutionized our church and the work that we're doing here. We meet, re-reached Malaysia just by saying, that would be a nice place to go. <laughs> Activate. Activate your faith in line with the promise. That's the third thing. Move towards it. Take steps to position yourself for the receiving of the inheritance you're believing for. You must move from expectation to anticipation. Expectation is hope. You hope for it. You're looking, you're putting your gaze there. But anticipation moves you to be ready for it. And that's, that's what it's all about. So we're going to give some testimonies right now of what's in the house. What's in the house. So come on up here, Drake. And then we're just going to minister out of this time. So we're going to have a good time. Hey, there she is. <laughs> Come on. Here we go. Awesome, 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 yeah. Check, check. I want to stay up on the platform yes, so I can yes, receive we the anointing all... coming off of these kids. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, perfect. Okay, cool. So, yeah, guys, uh, we uh, just got back. Well, last Friday through Sunday, we had an amazing winter camp. Uh, Jeremy Gonzalez, a pastor uh, a school at the School of Ministry of Bethel, um, and uh, absolutely amazing. He brought a Bethel team out and just ministered the heart of God. There was a morning where he did this exercise after sharing, and it was very good. And, and he did this exercise where they had to get a plate, and um, he had, went to the dollar store, bought like, like 35 plates, and uh, some markers. And so they wrote whatever the Holy Spirit was revealing to them, whatever lie they were believing. And so they had to write. And, you know, one student just always, oh, there's so many. Like, every student shared. It was so beautiful. But one student was like, you know, unforgivable. You know, wrote that on the plate. And they got goggles on. We've got tarp out, a trash, big old trash can. And they just throw the plate down. It breaks. And, and they share the lie. And they throw the plate. And they, they tell the truth with Jeremy right there. And the truth was... I am, I forgive myself and I forgive others. There was one where I was like, I, I believe I'm, you know, ugly, stuck up, and God's, in, and then they, they broke the plate, and it's like, I know how God sees me, and that's all I need. And it was just so, you just see the emotion, the, the oppression breaking off, and the freedom, and um. so powerful. So we're going to get a little more in-depth this morning, and um, I'll say this later, and I'll say this now to same Jesus that stood before these students stands before you this morning. That's right. And so right. just know it's yeah. an invitation and it's so amazing. So I'll yeah. give it to Bella has a mic. So cool. Hello. Hi, I'm Bella. Um, <laughs> so prior to attending youth camp, I had been really dwelling on some things that have been said to me that were like, oh, you can't love others. You can only love yourself and just dwelling on negative comments that people have made about the way I look. And so the first night we're at camp, I'm worshiping, I'm chilling, and then Jeremy comes up to me and we're talking, and he gives me a word. He's like, I feel like there have been people really close to you that have said you're selfish and you're unable to love others. And I was like, oh. (laughs) Um, And then he was like, you're beautiful, like God sees you as like a princess, all this. I was like, dang, okay, it was great. And then the next morning, right? Yeah. The next morning, we did the activation with the plates. And so I wrote on mine, unable to love others, selfish, and ugly. And I broke the plate, and I was standing by Jeremy, and I kind of just stood there for a minute because, like, it felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders, and I could finally breathe right again. Yeah, yeah. So... Awesome. Well, we're not just going to share testimony. We're going to have Bella pray that out for just all of us to receive the love of God that frees us. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to share the 10-second thing. Jeremy shared the story. He said he did a sozo for a guy who was 80 years old. He was praying from, and the guy believed the lie. He had sleepless nights, tons of anxiety, and um, the lie that was highlighted to him was believed at a certain age. They asked the students, guess what age? 15, 20, 22, 8 years old. Eight years old believed a lie that it tortured him his entire life. So I believe that freedom that yeah. happened for that man, happened for here, is going to happen for anybody this morning. So, yeah. 
Just pray. Um, I pray that anybody that has been told any lies that are just not true, don't believe them, and they get the weight lifted off of them, and they can finally breathe, and they feel at least a little bit okay. Yes, Jesus. We declare that freedom this morning. Awesome. So, I'm Izzy. Way to embarrass me, Dad. Um, so, <laughs> camp was something. Before that, I had been dealing with a lot of stress, and my sister in the back, actually, she has a problem with her thyroid. And so, in December 2021, she goes into the ER, and they're like, we're going to do surgery on it. Well, she wanted to, but for some reason... She ends up getting transferred to an Oakland hospital, and so my mom goes, and she stays with my sister, and I stay with my best friend because she's like my sister, and I'm there, and I'm literally just sobbing because I don't feel like God has me. I don't know what he's doing, Mm. and so... My brother, who's actually in this room, too, he has a lot of problems. And my older brother has a head injury. And my two dogs have problems. And it's like, (laughs) my world is crumbling. (laughs) And so, I I didn't want to go to camp. I was pretty fed up with my, my questions and my prayers not being answered. And I was mad. I was mad that God wouldn't do what I wanted in that time. But what I didn't see was he was healing my sister in the hospital. I didn't realize that him having them transfer her to an Oakland hospital would be better than a surgery. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't look at it. I just looked at it like he's not healing my sister, and I didn't know why. And so I am keeping in touch with my sister, and we call on a Sunday, And she just talks to me, and then I break down crying because I hear all the heart monitors, and it hurts me so bad to see my sister in so much pain. And then they monitor her, and her memories get so much better. And I took that for granted. I'm like, okay, you can do one thing, so why can't you just heal her all the way? I didn't understand that. But I understand now that he has a plan, and he knows what he's doing. I don't have to know what I'm doing. I can just be there. I'm, like, crying in my room. I can be listening to songs, and I still have no clue what he's yeah, doing. come on. Come on. And so I didn't want to go to camp because I didn't want to be in an atmosphere with a God that didn't answer oh, what I on. had asked. Come on. It's good. And so then I do go to camp because... Jamie Gonzalez, and he's amazing. And so I go to camp, and the first night, I'm literally just standing there during worship, and I'm crying, and God starts talking to me, and I didn't want to talk to him. I I wanted to be there. I'm like, I want to figure things out on my own. I want to heal my sister. I want to do everything on my own plan. But (laughs) he wouldn't let me. And I'm like, okay. Okay, so if you won't let me, then what's the deal? And then he starts talking to me. And before that, I had actually been dealing with a lot of new thoughts, like suicidal thoughts. I had never had them before. I never wanted to have them before. (laughs) And something that I thought was me telling myself that wasn't me, it was the devil, that he was saying, it'd be easier to die and go to heaven. And I'm, like, contemplating this, and I'm, like, if it would be easier then why did God put me on this earth so I could waste my life on it? Why would it be easier, or should I do the plan that he has? And so I'm in camp, and I'm worshiping, and Katie's team is just amazing. And so I'm there, and I'm crying. I'm literally, like, hunched over. I'm crying so hard. And um, I had two of my friends with me, just hugging me relentlessly, and then Kirsten's sister, um, Kayla, sorry, I'm horrible with names, Kayla comes over to me, and she started just saying the words that God had been saying in my head, that I am enough, I can't try to be enough, because I already am enough, (laughs) suicidal thoughts wouldn't be 
something that can take me down so easily. I'm here for a purpose, and I see that now. And so after she prays for me and we get back to the cabin, I'm standing, well, I'm sitting on my bed, and I'm in shock. I'm like, wow, I was so mad at a God, but now he's helping me. (laughs) And so I'm like, how does he forgive me for that? And so then on Saturday ne- on Saturday morning, we did the plates, and I wrote down a lie that I didn't end up saying because I was too scared to say it, and it was, I would fail in front of everyone. And that, for me, is huge, because honestly, being on this stage, I'm already shaking. I don't like being on a stage. I don't like talking in front of people. And so... Yeah, you're doing good. <laughs> doing <you>. good. <laughs> And so we did the plate, and I said another lie that I had been dealing with that I wasn't good enough. And I'm standing next to Jeremy, and I say the truth that I am good enough. And I go over, and I stand next to my friend, and I'm trying so hard to keep it together. I'm like, don't start sobbing. Please don't. And I didn't want to start crying because no one else is crying. And I don't like being the only person doing things. And so then Christopher Nance goes up and he says the lies that he was dealing with. And then he says the truth. And then he starts crying. And then I start crying. And then Miss Joanne starts crying. And everyone starts crying. And I'm like, okay, so I'm not the only one feeling the emotions. And so then... We had Saturday night service, and Jeremy just starts talking about all the things I'm dealing with. And I'm like, how does he know so much about what I'm going through? And so then we go home on Sunday, and all of the negative thoughts, the suicidal thoughts, not being good enough, everything, they were lifted off my shoulders. Yeah, come on. Come on, somebody. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I just had so much freedom. And then I got in this habit of just listening to worship songs in the morning and before I go to bed. And so then I, during youth, I shared my testimony because we were having a testimony night. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm describing everything, and I literally start crying, and I hate crying in front of people. (laughs) Um, And so I didn't realize until after I went to camp that he's healing my family. My dog is getting better. My brothers are getting better. My sister is getting better. And she didn't need the surgery. They got her numbers down. She's doing so much better. And I didn't realize until that moment that he had been helping her. I didn't want to see that he was doing anything because I was so mad that he wouldn't do what I asked. And then I go to camp and I'm looking back on everything and I'm like, he's helped her here. He's helped her here. And he's helped her here. Why did I not ever acknowledge this? Why did I just say... He's not doing anything. And so then I go to camp, and I'm free from all the negative thoughts. Come on. That's what we do. Um, That same freedom, man, is here, and I just feel it for you. There is a real sharpness, authority to break off any lie anyone's been believing here. And so why don't you just pray for the freedom? Hey, you know, Drake? Yes. Drake, let me just add something to that. It's such a powerful, powerful testimony because it's about process. It's about walking through process with an understanding that God is working even when you can't say it. What's the song we sing? Even when he, I don't see him, he's working. And that's, that's a reality. That's the, that's the opposite reality that we typically fall into. Since we can't see him, he must not be working. We change our reality. That's a greater, higher truth that he is working. We may not be able to see it at the time. But our trust and hope is in him. Thank you so much. for That, that was awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah. 
We just declare that freedom for everybody right now in Jesus' name. Yeah. Right now, Holy Spirit. Um, Have them stand. Have them stand. Yes, yes, stand up right now if you just uh, want some good goodness right now. Why don't you pray? Yeah. Cotton process. Cotton process. Have no place in God's kingdom. We are all Christians, and we don't deserve suicidal thoughts. We deserve better than what the devil is trying to give us. And so I just pray for the releasement of all the suicidal thoughts, all negative thoughts that you are not good enough. You, you are Lord. perfect just the way he, you are. He's made you who you are. I've come to close with that now, and I want to help everyone here see that you are enough. You don't need to try to be good enough because you already are. He made you who you are. So I just pray for all those things to release off of you right now. Amen. Amen. Come on. Jesus. Wow, that was a shocker. (laughs) Well, for most of you guys don't know me, I'm Daisy. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Um, So, um, wow, can't. Every camp that I've been to has just radically changed my life. I cry every time when Matt and Jeremy preach, so I'm, like, expected to cry every single night. So, you know, just looking forward to crying all the time. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, um, wow. Oh, I don't even know what to say right now. (laughs) Um, Camp was life-changing for me. Now, I may say this every time I go to camp, but this one actually hit home. Um, so I have a lot of, um, I, oh my gosh. So I've been through um, a lot of, um, this, uh, every time I talk about it, it makes me um, really emotional. Um, so, I've been through some trauma with my dad in the past, um, and we've been trying to, um, build a better relationship, and, um, he's in a better place right now, and, um, I do go see him every often, um, and, um, so I have been, um, reconnecting with him, and just, um, trying to we can't change the past and um I was talking to my dad he was like you know I'm sorry for everything that um happened and um I was like dad we can't change the past and I said but there's a future for us (laughs) and um Jeremy (laughs) always hits home and he started talking about how his bio dad um he just started talking about his biological dad, and I was like, oh. and I was just crying, and um, I just felt so relieved to know that I'm not the only one that goes through things. <laughs> and um, I feel like there's a lot of us who um, sometimes we assume someone when we just look at them in the in one moment, we just look at someone and we just immediately judge them on how they look or how they're talking. And, um, and I feel like sometimes people don't understand where we come from. We may look like we have the most perfect life or we just have this or this. And I feel like um, that if you don't immediately judge that, um, thank you. I feel like if we don't get to know the person, then how can we immediately judge someone on how they look? And so that just was so awesome to know that Jeremy had got through, gone through similar things as me and to know that I'm going to be okay. Yeah. And um, yeah. I, it was Saturday night, last night of camp, um, uh, Katie starts playing the piano, and we just start praying over people. And I'm a feeler. I can feel people's emotions. I can feel other people's pain. I've done that several times, but um, 
I go up to Dominic, and for some reason, God just keeps highlighting him every single time. So I'm like, okay, Lord, what am I doing? And I just began to pray over Dominic, and I just started crying, and I felt breakthrough over him. And then I started to pray for, um, uh, I can't remember. oh, yeah, I started to pray for this one girl, and I could feel all of the pain that she had been going through, um, and I just started crying over her, over her too, and I was like, oh, Jesus, why do I keep crying over people, and I just kept crying and crying, and she immediately got healed, and then um, I prayed over, like, four other girls, immediately started crying again, they had a bunch of breakthrough, and um, I prayed for um, a leader there, and it turns out that uh, a guy that uh, that was praying over her was touching on stuff that uh, I had been thinking about. And I had been thinking about this person for two weeks with um, this word that God had been highlighting for me, but I didn't know what time I should tell her. And at camp, he said the exact same thing. And, uh, and Drake was like, do we go blast her while she's being blasted? Or do we just, like, wait? And I'm like, no, we just got to go blast her. And so I tell her this, she starts crying, I start crying, all of us girls are like huddling over her and praying over her. And so uh, I feel, uh, I felt this this morning, Drake was like, hey Daisy, you're just going to come up here and speak. So I was like, okay, and it's always expected. And so um, I feel, is there anyone in the room with any pain right now? If you could just stand up. Um, just talking just about this room right pain. here. Yes. This room right here. You stand physical Yeah, pain, stand up. Oh, okay. Um, I just want to pray over you guys. If it's internal healing, if it's out, doesn't matter. Um, I just pray for any um, negative thoughts, um, any trauma, any... Um, Wrist pain, back pain, any pain, I just demand that to leave in Jesus' That's name. Come on. I rebuke that. Come on. And I just pray for yeah. more healing. Yeah. yeah. Fire, fire, yeah. more, more. God, I pray that you begin to speak to them. Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. It's in the house. Amen. It's Amen. in the house. Amen. Yeah, raise your hand if you feel a little bit different. I'd love to see. Oh, come on, right here. Yep. Thank you, come Jesus. Yep. Thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. God. Come on. Yep. Go ahead, Kennedy. Okay, so last weekend when we went to camp, two weeks? Last weekend? Last week. Yeah, last weekend. Anyway, um, so that was my first time at camp. And meeting all these new people, because I don't really know people at youth. Got these two here. They were there for me. That was great. So I just felt God leading me to step out of my comfort zone. So, like, during worship and during, like, the services, God just, I felt God leading me to just go to the front and, like, kneel down up there just, Ignoring anybody else and what they're thinking. And so, worship after the service, I got prayed for. That was amazing. And so, on Saturday morning when we were breaking our plates, I wrote down fear and doubt because I've been struggling with that kind of stuff lately just like doubting that God's there because I feel like I'm praying and I'm trying to focus on God and I'm watching all this stuff about God and I'm like, what the heck? Where are you? (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) And so I, and like fear that God isn't with me and that I'm alone and all this stuff And so when we went up there and broke our plates, I wrote down fear, and I broke that, and I said that I was brave and I was strong. 
all the things that I'm good enough. All the things, you know, all that stuff. So I just want to pray for anybody here. If any of you have doubt or fear or any negative stuff, just stand up and we can pray right now. God, that you just pray that everybody feel your love and know that you're there for them and that they just encounter you today, God, this week. And I just pray that we break off all fear and doubt on them, God, because God has a plan for you. And I think we all know that fear and doubt isn't in that plan. That's not, that's not, that's not allowed. So... Just pray for that. Amen. Hi. Yeah. Jaden. Yeah, that's good. Um, I'm going to be honest. I did not want to go to camp. <laughs> um, Seems to be a theme here. It took a lot in me to <laughs> do work. it because, yeah, one, works. I'm 18 now. I had to find a way to pay for it myself. And <laughs> <laughs> Once I had the money for it, I was like, do I really want to do this? But it just, it didn't sit right with me that I, I wouldn't go. So once I was there, everything Jeremy preached about, it just felt like it really just related to everything I was going through in this past year. And the first night he talked about disappointment and I just looked back on it. And I was thinking about like just all the broken promises that have been told to me. And I I just remember I told God like it's like if I ever make a promise I'll never break it, right? (laughs) And um I just remember like the first camp like I don't know what was what I was thinking, but I made a promise to God, and I was like, dang, I'm breaking it. <laughs> because, but I realized, like, making a promise to God is just a lot of unnecessary pressure that you don't need. Like, God already understands that a lot of the things that you do, it's just, it's hard to just be perfect. And, um, with that, I just felt that I've been like running from a call in my life, and I kept looking back on it. But then I was like, I can't keep dwelling on the past. I have to act on it and just step out on things. But um, the second night um, when we did the plate breaking, I wrote on my plate that I was lost, and hmm. it just took me a minute to realize, like. Even though, like, I have no sense of direction of where I'm going, God has always been there. He's been guiding me through everything. And it just feels great because it's like... <laughs> um, Tell them uh, the truth that you said. And um, it was my truth was like, I might not know where I'm going, but God's just with me every step of the way. And every time I think about that, I just see, like, a path that's not lit up yet. But every step I take, it's just another piece of the puzzle that's just being completed. And um, I, another thing is, I remember, like, on the day back when we were coming back from camp, um, I was looking at Jeremy's cup. He just had a cup on the floor, and it was, like, about this fool, and it was probably, like, it was a venti. I don't know. He had Starbucks. Uh, (laughs) um, um, And I just saw it, like, begin to fill up, and I heard God say to me, like, you were at a low level because you've been relying on your own strength instead of mine, and... As it started to fill up, he's like, I'm going to begin to fill you with my strength. And so now I'm just going to God. That's amazing. Why don't we all stand up this morning?
You guys blessed by that? Testimony of Jesus, spirit of prophecy. Yeah. Your prayers, they're working. And your prayers for the youth are making a difference. But this time, we get to bless you back. So why don't we all close our eyes this morning. I believe this morning is an invitation from the Holy Spirit, not just the spectatorship. And I believe that some of you have been dealing with some pain that has been hard to address. And I believe through the kindness of God and the testimonies of God through these students, there's a little bit of hope inside you that says, maybe I can get some healing that I've been avoiding or it's been hard to look at. And I think that's a yes from God this morning. So I want us to close our eyes and I want us to just imagine uh, whatever. We can just do a a plate breaking thing this morning in in our mind. And I want us to just write whatever lie we feel Holy Spirit is highlighting to us that we've been believing. I want you to just grab a Sharpie in your mind. And I want you to just write that plate down or write it on the, on the plate this morning. I'm going to give us about a few moments for that. Awesome. Well, Jesus, my, one of my students reminded me to have a prophetic act, which we'll do right now. So I want us to grab our plates like this. I can't do it with two hands. It'd be weird. Uh, that's your plate. That's fine. There's a trash can in front of you and or just the ground. Uh, and I want you in three seconds to just throw this plate on the ground. Three, two, one. Now. Come on, somebody. Yeah, and uh, let's ask right now, Holy Spirit, I'm going to give us about a minute to do this. I want you to encourage your neighbor of the word. You guys are going to give you a Dan McCollum one minute, which means I'm going to time you and I'm going to cut you off. So be prepared to cut you off give you 60 seconds but uh i am gonna uh i want you right now to look for if you don't have a neighbor just look to bless someone like verse three just pray for one person if you don't get a word back ask holy spirit after okay those refresh us you'll be refreshed come find me we'll figure it out um but all right look to a neighbor right now i'm gonna give you 20 seconds to find your neighbor which should be right next to you and i want you to ask holy spirit what is the truth you want to remind this person your 60 seconds begins now. Thirty seconds. Anybody's feeling any disappointment in their life? All right, all right, all right. Everybody, everybody. I forgot. The Dan McCollum stop. The Dan McCollum stop. All right, go for it. Go for it. Sorry. Go ahead. 
Yeah, so if anybody's feeling any disappointment in their life, ask that. You just give them the heart to forgive those who disappointed them. And I've asked that if anybody feels like they're running from a call or they lost who they are in Christ, I ask that you just give them a reminder, God, and just allow them to step out. Um, like Dave said, like, you just have to be uncomfortable sometimes. I'm going to say a quote. I don't know who said it, but be comfortable doing the uncomfortable and trust God has you. Yeah, amen. Thank you, Bless you. I want to remind you that it really is in the house. Every breakthrough that we've ever had here is here, resident for you to grab hold of and take hold of. Years, years ago, we had a, a theme that said, the lost found, the found restored, and the restored sent. That never has changed over the years. We've just said it differently. And you may be here this morning and you're the lost that that is being found right now. I just want you to know God has found you. He loves you. He wants you just to know him in a way that you've never thought would possible. And in doing so, you get such liberty and freedom and understand who you really are. Not who the world says you are, but who you really are. The lost found. The found restored. Some of you are in in process, right? We're in process of of coming into our greatness. We're in process of being healed up. And that's a good place to be. So just stay in that process with the Lord. And then there's those sent out. And listen, this is a house full of people that need to take their full authority and identity as those who have been sent into the world to change the world. Sometimes we go from being found to being restored, but we forget that that's not the end of the story. The story is we were restored to make a difference in our world. So I just challenge everybody that's part of the mission. You're visiting this morning. That's okay. We'll challenge you too. But if you're a part of this mission, we, we expect you, I expect you to take your place in changing your world. So as we go out of this place today, go with that expectation in your own heart and move with anticipation into that place. Would you do that? So everybody stand. Let's just thank the Lord. I think we need to sing this song one time, though. Come on, let's, let's do it. Rick, give, it, give us a start there. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Come on. I'm no longer children this morning we ask that you go get your children our youth our children's workers have been so patient the last couple weeks Jesus go bless them appreciate that let's sing this with everything in our heart you unravel me with a melody you surround me with a song
pours into our spirit that we are children of God. And as children of God, we're, we're joint heirs with Christ for all the inheritance that he has for us. So I speak that over this group right here that's in this house today. Let the inheritance be seen and known and felt and realized in Jesus' name. God bless you. If uh, Ministry team, if you'll come on down. If anyone leads prayer this morning, would like to pray with somebody, there'll be those that'll be down here to help you. God bless you. We love you. Make sure and grab your children. Save the children's workers.